Can you got to be kidding me? I got to do this mm. BS again with another eight-year-old? Eight-year-olds, dude. No, eight-year-olds are fast. Hey, this is Joe Maurer, and you're listening to The Fan. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm going to stiff you and walk out the door here. Uh, certainly not. And I'm recording dongs all over the place. Well, you just couldn't get that thing down, could you? Well, they got a lot right. harder as we went on. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It's a long story, Bruno, but uh, could I borrow $12,000? <laughs> <laughs> I need you to ask zero questions, guys. Oh, boy. Let me talk to the wife. I'll get back to you. Uh, Coach, who does he need to ask for? Who the hell is this? I was talking to Bruno. <laughs> this is Gabrick. Gabrick? Yeah, hi. What happened to your accent? <laughs> Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. All right, Dave. Well, no intro music this week or anything. We're just we're just gonna get right to it. Uh, I was I was gonna hold off on this until the bets update, but th- this is just too important. Uh, you know, one of the things I love about gambling is that you always get a a correct answer. I mean, there's there's a winner and there's a loser. There's no gray area. It's not the debate like who's the greatest uh, you know baseball player of all time or thing. No, it's like bets are are made and they're won. And the biggest thing that you have to do when when somebody makes like a bold proclamation is to call them on it. Uh, you know, Dave, for example, if I were to tell you, I bet next year Meat Sauce contributes 10 brilliant ideas to the power trip. Uh, wh- <laughs> what would you do? I would bet against that probably it- <laughs> because uh, the average is about one. Exactly. See, you and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to this. So, uh Somebody somebody said something very ridiculous on the show today, and uh, they they didn't get called on it. I am very, very disappointed in Chris and Corey for not calling this out. So in case you missed it, uh, they went to break, and during the break, there must have been you know some kind of football discussion with Lieber and Corey and uh, Sauce. And when they came back from break, Corey immediately brought it up. He was like, let's bring this on air. Um, he said, Ben, you had a, you had a point to make about football. And Ben said, yeah, I don't think the San Francisco 49ers are going to make the playoffs. And apparently he had talked meat sauce into this. Now, I think Ben could probably talk meat sauce into a lot of things, including, you know, downhill skiing, among other things. But, um, you know, he uh, and so meat sauce was all on board. Yeah, they've got like three tough games coming up. And and Ben was like laying out his case. You know, you got a brand new quarterback. You don't know what you're going to get out of him and everything. And I'm like, and you heard Corey or uh, Chris when when Ben said, "I don't think the Niners are going to make the playoffs." Chris goes, "Really?" And neither Corey nor Chris called him. I would I would have hammered. I would have, I would have said, "Ben, here's a blank check. How much do you want me to write this bet out for?" Because uh, the Niners are 100% going to. Well, I shouldn't say 100% because nothing's 100%. But the Niners are absolutely making the playoffs this year, and I cannot believe nobody bet against Ben. And you could have gotten Sauce in there too, because Sauce was already on board with the Ben cult. So uh, you would have had you would have two people that you could have bet against. And and I will put it out there to all of our bets and quotes listeners: if any of you want to bet against the 49ers making the playoffs, I will take any and all of your bets. Just name your price. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, what is the odds in it? There's got to be a I, line. I, I don't even know, but for it to happen, basically what would have to happen is the Seattle Seahawks would have to pass them for the division, which they're currently a game behind, so advantage 49ers there. And then all of the NFC East teams, who have to play each other quite a bit here coming up, would have to finish above the 49ers because there's seven teams. Nobody else from the NFC North is making the playoffs. Nobody else from the a- or the NFC South is making the playoffs. So, I mean, it's it's Seattle, the Niners, and then the four teams from the East. If one of those teams is not going to make the playoffs, it ain't going to be the 49ers, I am telling you. So... Uh, I was I was extremely disappointed in Corey because that Corey was the master of that for years. Is somebody would make like a bold statement like that, and Corey was like, "Want to make it interesting?" And yeah, well, it literally sets it up. It's like, if you, oh, if you're gonna make that bold of a call, like, and that's where you know your presence would have been like, okay, well, somebody's got to bet some money on this. Oh, I I I would have I would have taken I would have absolutely taken bet on on that one for sure. So. Listeners, this is your opportunity. Uh, if you're that confident in Ben's statement, uh, bring it on. So, see, there's a 75.2% chance that they still win the NFC West. Um, right. I mean, and that's just win the West, let, let alone the wild card. I mean, right. they're not going to lose out to the Giants for the wild card. There's no way. Right. It's got to be, it's got to be in the, the 90 percentile. I will, I will, I will take any and all bets right now. So we got a fun show. We'll do uh, the normal bets update. Um, the, uh, we'll do the, uh, the quotes revisited. Uh, we got, uh, I got a very special your thoughts segment for you, Dave. It's a complete surprise. I haven't even let you know what it is. It's something Ooh. that you will love. And then we're going to, we're going to, for quotes notes, we're going to fire off the uh, rapid fire questions again. So we'll do that and we'll give you our locks of the week. So, um, I think we're going to do a Patreon happy hour here in a couple of weeks. We need to figure out an exact date. Um, I'm thinking maybe the week, uh, before Christmas, like the Thursday night before Christmas, but we'll have to, uh, figure out an exact date. There's a late wild game that night and there's Thursday night football. So that might be a good, uh, good betting opportunity for the Rubes. Try and win some, somebody some Christmas cash right before the holiday, but we will, uh, more, more to come on that. And you'll see the invite in the Patreon thingy. So. That's it for that. All right. Well, let's get rolling with the bets. Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge. All right. Well, not a ton of betting this week, really. Um, they uh, they were going pretty hog wild there for a while, but um, fairly limited week. Uh, do a quick charge challenge update. Uh, there's two weeks left in the challenge. Uh, Sauce trails the ghost by seven. Hockey is 17 back, and Creasel is 24 back. Uh, Creasel's pretty much screwed at this point. He got that zero from Lamar Jackson last week. Um, that's pretty much it. Of course, Zach and Corey are completely out of it, uh, barring an absolute miracle. Um, it's going to be really interesting because I think Church will do wide receivers this week and running backs for week 15 um, based on just the way he kind of does it. So, uh, yeah, it'll uh, you know, Let's say Sauce's guy, uh, you know, ties it up uh, with the ghost this week. Um, you know, it's it, to me, it's going to be an absolute sweat. It's going to be about a 50-50. The real question is, will Creasel or Hockey kind of get back into the mix a little bit uh, to make it interesting for the final week? I mean, neither one can lose any ground at all this week. They both have to gain on the ghost this week. Um, Sauce, you know, he's he's close enough that as long as you're within about 10 I think uh I think he could maybe pass the ghost that last week and make it a sweat but it's uh it, it, it's it's white knuckle time for the fans of the ghost. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a tough week, of course. But, uh, you know, I think Creasel has the luck historically in this event uh, to maybe catch the ghost or, you know, make some make up some ground this week. But as we always know, Chris Hockey, at the end of the season in the Charge Challenge, gets the worst luck. He gets the injuries. He gets the, you know, all pros who have, uh, you know, one catch days. <laughs> You know, it, we could maybe get a miracle, but I, I don't like Hawk's chances. I guess I like Creasel's chances a little bit more than Hawk's. How ironic would it be if hockey was the lone winner uh, this year? Oh, that would be that would be nuts. Just just justice. He should get to retire from the charge challenge if he ever wins it outright. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm obviously still pulling for the ghost. Uh, we we waited for a few years for it to happen, uh, but ghost has pretty much led everybody wire to wire. I mean, it's, there's just been a handful of weeks that the ghost hasn't been ahead of everybody. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we'll see a lot of definitely a sweat. It's definitely gonna be fun. It's definitely gonna come down to the last week. I mean, I don't, unless like something insane happened this week, it's definitely going to be a huge sweat in week 15. So looking forward to that. Um, as far as the, uh, the other bets go, we'll do an update on the World Cup bet. Yes, the World Cup is still going on, believe it or not. Um, it went from being very loud on Twitter to almost non-existent on Twitter after the U.S. got eliminated. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's still there. They're like in the quarterfinals and Brazil and Argentina are both very much alive. Uh, Brazil is your odds on favorite, uh, to win, obviously, after they've been very dominant. So uh, Sauce has Brazil and Argentina. Hawks got the other six teams. Uh, $200 bet, Dave. Uh, what are you feeling at this point? Would you be on Sauce's side or Hawks' side? Yeah, I have a position on Brazil that I made after uh, the field was narrowed to six teams. So I really like Brazil to win this tournament. Obviously, the odds are pretty low now. As, uh, as they're, I see, I have just locked at, uh, plus 160. Mm-hmm. Um, Argentina is a plus 550. I mean, they got Messi. They got the best player in the world, but it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it, it's really all going to come down to penalties. Probably a lot of these games get tighter as the, um, as the clubs are more equal in power and as the field gets narrowed. So it'll still be fun. Uh, I'm still betting the draw line on every game. Uh, <laughs> I hit a big one with uh, Morocco against Spain. Uh, hit the draw in regulation, of course, and then Morocco was able to uh, upset the Spaniards uh, in penalties. So very Nobody good about soccer. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's fun to it's fun to bet the tie. You know, I think <laughs> I think Zach likes that too because then no matter what, whoever scores first, then you're cheering for the other team. So oh yeah, it's just chaos. It's just rooting <laughs> for chaos. Kind of fun. All right. Well, next up, uh, high school football. We had a bet settle. Uh, Hawk won $100 from Consemius as Maple Grove easily covered the spread and won their first state title. So congrats to Hawk on that. Meanwhile, in class 4A, my Hutchinson Tigers took on Simley. Um, I had given you Simley plus 13 right after Hutch had, uh, had won the, uh, the semifinals. Um, and I was, I was a little bit nervous as you heard last week on the podcast about it. And ultimately, yeah, Simley did win outright. The cover was never really in question. Um, Simley won outright. So you got the, uh, the Venmo back from me and we ended up breaking even on Hutchinson football this year. I was due, I was due for that flu game. So I'm glad I got it. (laughs) 
<laughs> but prop, props assembly, man, they, they played a real, it was, it was a, a very exciting back and forth kind of game. Hutch got up 16 to six in the second quarter and it looked like they were going to kind of start to roll them. Um, that's kind of Hutch's MO a little bit. They kind of got the, they had the running game going. They were moving the ball, no problem. And, and all of a sudden, simply just punched back as their quarterback had this crazy, uh, like, 55-yard run breaking a whole bunch of tackles, and it really, really shifted the momentum. So I thought it was just going to kind of be uh, sort of a runaway for Hutch, but... Yeah, simply, simply punch back. And then Hutch had the ball and the lead like midway through the fourth quarter and simply stopped him. Hutch wasn't able to, uh, sustain the drive, had to give the ball back to simply, simply took it down and scored with about a minute and a half left, I think. And, uh, yeah, they were, they were victorious. So lots of, uh, high school football fan line here, but congrats to simply. Uh, that was a, a very good win. It was a very exciting game. And then there was that crazy Hail Mary catch in the other championship game. Yeah. So, Man, lots of lots of craziness in high school football in Minnesota. So um yeah, very very exciting. It's awesome. I'm able to stream a lot of that. So it was it was pretty cool to be able oh, to yeah. do that. So Yeah, tough tough one for Hutch. I, I would have gladly uh Venmoed you another six dollars and ninety cents uh, <laughs> to have your hometown team win state tech. Yeah, we'll have to uh and my brother said the talent level isn't great for the next couple of years, so I, I think we're gonna have to wait a while for uh for number seven for Hutch. But uh yeah, good good year. Dirty son of a- <laughs> uh, pretty uh proud of the kids. Very good, very good year. So all right. Um the only real new bet that we got this week was Hawk took TCU plus nine versus Lieber and Michigan in the one national semifinal. Uh, game. That's the only one they bet on so far. Um, what do you feel on that one? Do you like TCU plus the nine or do you think the Wolverines are that real? Um, I, I'm all over Michigan in this game. Uh, TCU probably feels now that they lost, uh, in the, oh my God, the Big 12 championship game. They feels, they feel like they probably shouldn't be there, even though I think they rightly do. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, this run, they were staying together while they were all undefeated and everything. And now that they've got a loss, maybe there's a letdown game. Uh, there, there's so much time in between, um, you know, <laughs> they're not playing for another four weeks. So it's, I know it's, it's crazy. To talk about, but, um, but it, no, I, I really like Michigan. Um, I think Michigan's winning the whole thing. Um, I think they're that explosive. I think they wear down teams. Um, they're definitely a second half team. I've been playing a couple second halves on Michigan. Uh, seems to be that they kind of start out a little slower, but they run the ball and make stops on third down and they're just out physical you. And they just, I mean, the way that they ran on Ohio state in that second half is just, I've never seen Ohio state get blown out like that at their own stadium. It was just nuts. Which is exactly the reason I'm hammering Georgia at minus six and a half. I think they're oh, yeah. absolutely going to roll Ohio State, and I've, um, I'm, I'm a little nervous on the Michigan game. I haven't really, uh, I haven't placed any bets on that one yet, but I absolutely slam Georgia at minus six and a half. Could you imagine if we got Michigan uh, Ohio State rematch? That would be <laughs> probably the highest rated national title game of all time. Yeah, it would be. It would be really cool, but it's not going to happen. So. I don't, I don't give Ohio Good. State any chance against Georgia, but who knows? I've been wrong before. Um, and you're on Lieber's side in this. So maybe, uh, maybe you'll reconsider that San Francisco 49ers bet with me. No, 
<laughs> and the last bet uh for this is another college football one um does involve the power trip well it kind of involves the power trip just a little bit it's the Army navy game the annual Woo! tradition um from philadelphia on saturday the over under of course is the play in the army navy game uh the reason it's a little bit power trip related is john creasel will be going out there for the first time so that's going to be cool to kind of get creasel oh, yeah perspective on it i think him and nordo are doing um a show on saturday morning so probably tune into that catch that uh but yeah that should be that should be really cool uh uh from a power trip angle on it but uh the over under is 32 and a half uh dave tell the listeners how we are betting this we always bet the army navy under regardless of how many points they put on the board until they put two and a half points on the board i would still take the under I mean, the odds, the, the percent chance that the one score is a safety is pretty tough because, you know, you need points to actually win the game. <laughs> Even in college football, like you, there's no ties in college football. No, I, I, I'm betting on, I'm betting on the safety. I, I'm betting it goes zero, zero to overtime. And then the center snaps it way over the quarterback's head. They kick it all the way down the field out of the end zone for the game winning safety in overtime. I don't even think that would be a scoregami. Like, I think that's Probably not. That's <laughs> With how disgusting football used to be. Oh my god! Uh, breaking uh, podcast news: Baker Mayfield is on the field for the Rams. <laughs> Yay! Oh god, the Rams are awful, awful, awful. They're just pitiful. So. But yes, bet the hell, bet everything you got. Bet your mortgage payment on the under. I locked thirty three and a half. I think Monday, right when it opened. Um, yeah, I should have done that. It's down to 32 and a half. Everybody knows. It's getting trendy. It'll probably go down to 32, which 32 is even tougher, but it's going to be like 12 points and you're going to be laughing. So um, the greatest, the best game in college football all year, the pageantry, the whole thing. I, I watch Army-Navy game every single year. It's a stop what you're doing kind of a game for me. So um, really cool. It'll be really fun, but we're going to make some money on the under. Yeah, I mean, it, it's literally hit 15 years in a row. So yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you don't go against that trend, and 32 and a half is way too much. That's where I locked it in, and I should have locked it in at 33 and a half at the beginning of the week, but I'm an idiot. So, all right, well, that will do it for the bets update. Let's do those quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Fart be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends, we are going to continue with the trend of doing one of my favorite quotes from every month uh, leading up to the Power Trip Court of the Year tournament here. And we will pick up where we left off last week with July and Tommy Olsen. My phone. Otherwise, Ugh. it's a friend zone situation. God, I am so <laughs> mad at her. There's, there's a couple things. Go ahead. The only time my crank has made someone eyes water, it's from laughing at it. Oh, my gosh. That, that, that literally made me like, do a spit take. That was yeah. so brilliant. Yeah, that's that's pretty genius. I think pretty relatable uh, to the people who will be voting on that uh, quote in the tournament. So I, I think that has uh, I think that one's going to go a long ways. Tommy's got some legs with that one. Maybe a three or four seed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be a pretty popular one for sure. 
For sure. Well, uh, we will move on to August, and we have Corey Cove. Why does that count? This show over the last handful of years, the only way to get more money in life is to keep gambling. Yeah, keep on gambling, bud. (laughs) Oh, yes. uh, Absolutely. It's near and dear to your heart, huh, Chuck? Absolutely. Corey is spot on with that. If you're losing, you got to keep gambling if you want to start winning. So, yeah, (laughs) I think that's uh, that's probably on the wall at Gamblers Anonymous. I wouldn't know. I haven't been there, but uh, (laughs) yeah, very, very well stated uh, on the power trip. And it's it is interesting because it seems like whenever somebody's having a bad run or they're like, man, I need to, you know, need to just stop. And they gamble a couple more times. Magically, they just seem to win. So I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Progression and regression. Right. The final one is September, and it is Christopher Allen Hockey. He's at 11.30 in the morning. (laughs) That's how horny that guy is. I don't think that's the word you associate with it. I think it would... The sickness level is a little more than Horniness the horny doesn't level. have a schedule. No, yeah. no, it doesn't have. <laughs> no, Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horny horniness happens when it wants, and uh, you know, no better person to provide that quote to the listeners of the Power Trip than Chris Hockey. <laughs> yeah, although with hockey, I think it does have a schedule, and I think that schedule is twenty four seven. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Well, that'll do it for the quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. Well, this week for uh, Your Thoughts, uh, Dave, sometimes we do just a little bit of prep or you have some idea of where I'm going with something. Uh, This, for Your Thoughts this week, you have absolutely no idea where I'm going with this. And it's because I wanted to surprise you with something that, uh, that would bring you lots of joy uh, it, it, it's been way too long and, uh, we just, we just need to do one of these again. It's time for our Jacques. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy. Jacques Lemaire. Oh yeah. God. Hi Jacques. It's so good. to be on the show guys. It's great. I'm talking about hockey. Yes. That's the time of year now that we like to talk about the game of hockey for, 10, 11 months, no one cares. No one talks about the sport of hockey. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, people care. I always care. Always, guys. Well, Jacques, last night, uh, your Jacques. old your old team. Jacques, uh, hello. Oh, Jacques. Hello, guys. Okay, oh, cool. All right. Sorry, I thought, I thought he lost him. He doesn't really quite get <laughs> it. game last night, guys, by the Minnesota Wild. What would you think? And before the game, I said to myself, how are these guys going to win? You're down two games to zero. You got no Brodziak. You got no Beckstrom. You got no Ballard. Yeah. You got no Blum. Uh-huh. That's your whole team. Guys. That's it. <laughs> right. All the bees. But then I the said killer to myself, bees. You got a Brodine. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. team needs a Brodine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. Great point. And they pulled Brisgall off. Right. You don't need that guy. <laughs> you don't need that guy? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Nothing like Jacques listing off all the B players. Man, it, it it gets me every time when he says "booch" or "buchi." Uh, every time, I just like my side already hurts. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's so funny. It's the inflection. It's it, it's such an accurate impression. Oh yeah, and, like the bit and like how he is, and then Corey's take on like how Jock acts and talks and stuff is just it's it's t- it's so funny. 
it's so spot on. I just, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Every single time I laugh. I know. And, and I'm shocked that Corey has not, uh, has not done it in a few years. Cause it is, it is just, it is so spot on. It's by far, in my opinion, by far the best impression that anybody on that show does of anyone without, without a doubt. I don't think there's a close second. There we go. We got to do a bracket of, uh, best impressions. <laughs> that would be because hockey's hockey's uh what's the Aquaman guy Aquaman <laughs> um, you know Hawk's got like Hawk will be half the bracket but um, Corey Corey has some fantastic impressions as well yeah Corey Corey when he puts his mind to it could do a really good job with those and uh, Jacques is a number one what do you think Mike Yo was trying to say to the team during that intermission going into overtime on you know how do we go about scoring goals here games are won and lost guys. In the fourth period. The fourth period. Okay. Yeah. If if it still is a tie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you go to a shootout. Ooh, not the- I love our guys <laughs> in the shootout. You He's got, really confused. Uh, yeah, there's no uh, shootout. Danny, you got Miko. Yeah. Right. Uh, you got Brodine. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's all you need. You just score some goals in the shootout, then you go. There's no ties anymore. Yeah. They no. When I used to play games, guys. Yeah. Most of the games were zero zero ties, mm-hmm. right? And that's why for years they just went home. No one watched hockey, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No one cared. They said, "I want to go see goals," so they would go watch soccer. Uh, oh yeah, uh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love when he like gives like a basic analysis of the game, like explaining like how you win or oh. that. <laughs> and it's even better when he's wrong, like calling it the fourth period. Oh, it, it's so good. Um, he he kind of reminds. So this the analogy uh, I'll use is when a drone like dies and it loses battery, like it it reverts back and it like goes back to home. Like when Corey starts stops, like when it gets too hockey or nuts and bolts, like he just like always like kind of like circles back. He's like uh, and then booch and burns and uh, <laughs> like goes like, back to the names then. You know, you know, cycling the puck and shooting, you know, the key, the three keys and, or, you know, going back to the, you know, putting in his credit card number. Like, I love that it just always, it's like he's coming back to, uh, Booch and Burns and. Uh, so good. Did the overtime goal last night by Granlin bring up some good memories from 2003 when Richard Park scored the overtime winner in game six and uh, Bruno scored in game seven Great for question. you? I have almost no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm so busy watching film on game four. I'm so worried about this kid. This kid for Colorado is McKinnon. some kind of a phenom. Now, he was seven years old when you uh, phenom. He was phenom. seven years old when you won that series back in 2000. He was just a little tight. They don't let kids play. <laughs> he was not a part of that team. I do, I do remember that guy. We he was very good for seven. Children. I've always said that. You know that. Yeah, he I has. The child the labor laws in the I NHL. He... Stop bringing kids to the rink. <laughs> said that. This is a game for men. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's brilliant. They do not let seven-year-olds play, guys. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to adjust there. <clears throat> the funniest thing for me, and it kind of lost my uh, attention a little bit, is I love how, like, tennis sets up that – by like puts it on an absolute T because he's like Corey doesn't you know watch hockey like super regularly right he's like you remember back in twenty uh you know twenty 
13 when Richard Park, uh, who used to play for us for two years and was born in Massachusetts, scored the game-winning goal in Game 7 at, you know, like he's just so descriptive. It's like he goes on for way too long, and I was just laughing my ass off. Yeah, and, and so uh, Jacques comes back with, I have no idea what you're talking about, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I got I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant. I'm come back with that. It was so good. All right. Well, this this one might be my favorite of the. I, I got five of these. Uh, this is number four. This uh, this is probably my favorite. Do you ever see yourself getting back into the coaching uh, realms? I'm, co- I'm coaching plural. right now, guys. You never stop being a coach. Is that right? I hate it when people don't call me coach. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I called the credit card company the other day because they said I was way overdue on my billing. <laughs> And they kept saying, jock this, jock that. And I'd say, listen, Punjab, your name. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. He said, what? Punjab? Jock. Jock? Jock. Jock. Did you just... Jack. Jack, quit doing that. The NSA called Jack. you all. He goes like, coach. 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 Hello, guys. <laughs> Coach, you're still on the air with the fan. Are you still there? Oh, that is so freaking brilliant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can tell, like, you can tell Corey cracked himself up because he, like, he couldn't. Right, yeah. He couldn't carry out, and he absolutely shocked everybody in the room with the Punjab reference. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that was very memorable. Uh, that I remember listening to that live. Um, that was, uh, you know, it's not every day that Corey says Punjab on the air. No, and he just, like, you could tell everybody was completely thrown off by that because they were like, okay, did he really just say that? And how do we react to that? <laughs> yeah, it, it went on a little too long. It's kind of like uh, when Chris Hockey does an impression and slowly just turns into the Italian French fry after, like, 90 seconds. Like, right. Sometimes, like, it just has to be shorter and sweeter. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so good. All right. Well, here's the uh, fifth and final segment. I think there's still some uh, carryover of the uh, of the laughter from the previous one. No, I, I, Jock, it's always great to talk to you. Yeah. I doubt we'll ever talk to you again. I know you paid the bill. No, I know you're watching film. You hate bugged. it. I know he gets upset when the phone rings and he's watching film. Don't tell me. I need a free credit report. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hockey report. No, no that's, yeah, I know. That's I'm what so we called you. My report says our guys are going to win, guys. Yeah, that's a different oh, that's, report. Our guys are going to win the that's game. Maybe you can give the speech before report. game four. That would be very nice if they asked you to give the speech before game yeah, four. Yeah, if you were giving them a speech right that before would be the game, great. what would you say? You know, I'd say I paid that bill. No, <laughs> no, 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 no the players. Not, I'm going to oh put you on hold God. and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about what to do the next I'll um, call you about that. It's good to talk Brodiak to you, Coach. Back in that game, guys. I, yeah, I don't, okay, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we can do that. Thank you, Coach. Give Bruno a call. Yeah, you can call Bruno right now. I'm going to call can, him right now. You can call him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Coach, 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 hang up first. You got to hang up the phone with us first, Coach. Bruno? No. No, Bruno's not here. You're still on the phone. Yeah, hi, Coach. It's Bruno. How are you? Great. Good to talk to you, Bruno. Look, here's the deal, guys. We need you for Thursday. Do you still have your skates? I do, Coach. I haven't do played. You still I haven't have played. your hockey stick, Coach. I haven't played in two years. 
that's not the attitude I need, guys. <laughs> this is do or die. That's just me. Anything for you, Coach. I'll be there. God, I love you, Bruno. <laughs> I love you too, Coach. <laughs> uh, it's so brilliant. Yes, uh, good, good improving endurance there from uh, Corey. As that was, uh, you know, a rather long jock. Uh, <laughs> that was almost a jock's full segment. Yeah, and I love that last bit there because they were laughing all the way through it, still from the Punjab comment. So, uh... <laughs> well, and, and then he's uh, he's making a phone call while he's on the phone. Um, oh yeah, very jock to do. Yes, absolute staple of the uh, of the Jacques Lemaire bit. So, <laughs> so brilliant. I love it. All right. Well, that will uh, that was your little. Little gift since we haven't heard from Jacques in a long, long time. I thought uh, we were way overdue to to get a little bit of that. So, all right. Well, we are going to move on to uh, some questions. So we did this uh, last week, and I'm going to fire off some uh, questions. And Dave, you just get to give your uh, your unabashed opinion on all of this Ooh. stuff. So, so, play the theme music. Play the theme music. What's the theme music? I don't know. We'll. Uh... <laughs> We'll insert a uh, musical clip here. Actually, <laughs> never mind. Or not. <laughs> so, we're doing this on the fly. We'll do it live. All right. First up, uh, they were talking on the show this morning about George Thorogood. Uh, Dave, I know you have been to a lot of different shows um, in uh, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and I know Thorogood plays all over uh, the upper Midwest. Have you ever been to a George Thorogood concert? I have not been to a George Thorogood concert. Have you been to a George Thorogood concert? Oh, God, no. I would never go. My earliest memory of George Thorogood is I worked when I was a kid. Well, not a kid. When I was 16, I worked at Kmart. And there was a guy that worked in our receiving area, you know, unloading stuff off the semis that would come in. And he was the first man I ever met that had a mullet, like, you know, I I just didn't really know like what a mullet was. Just this dude had like really long mullety hair, and he wore a George Thurgood uh, a George Thurgood t shirt every day. And I'm not lying; like he had he must have had a closet full That's of twenty so or thirty. Yes, every day. And God, and they would blast. They had a they had a boombox back there because this is still like boombox era. They had a boombox back in the receiving area, and God forbid that a George Thurgood song would come on because everything would stop. It was like, if you've ever seen the Seinfeld where they play Desperado and his yeah. like, boyfriend just has to stop. That's exactly what this dude would do with a Thurgood song. So yeah, <laughs> no, God, no. I like, I developed an absolute hatred for George Thurgood based on my Kmart job when I was 16. So <laughs> screw you, Kmart. You ruined John Thurgood for me. <laughs> well, may- maybe, maybe you'll George. get to George, yes. <laughs> Maybe you'll get to a, a Thurgood concert at some point because I know he, he's a staple up there. So, I, I, and Chris was super excited about uh, potentially crossing paths because Chris is Chris is debating extending his stay in Las Vegas an extra night just to go see Thurgood in Vegas in March. You know what, Chuck? I got to be a hundred percent honest with you. I have no fucking clue who George Thurgood is. <laughs> You should look him up. He is. I, I am. I'm reading his his uh, Wikipedia right now, but. I'm also watching the Thursday night football game, the worst backdoor <laughs> cover of the freaking year. Uh, live live podcast update here, but uh, yeah, uh, sounds like he's got a song "Bad to the." Wait, he he did "Bad to the Bone." Oh, you know "Bad to the Bone." Yeah. <laughs> oh my I god. Drink alone. <laughs> oh, 
We're one of the worst songs of all time. So, yeah. and speaking of Vegas, next question. Um, this week they made a really big deal about the fact that they are, it's going to be Carly's birthday when, uh, when we're out in Vegas in March. And they made a really big deal about the fact that, uh, they need to throw an absolute like killer birthday bash for Carly. And they're only going to make it available to the rubes that buy the package, uh, for, uh, for Vegas in March. Um, Dave, would a invitation to a crazy Carly birthday be enough to entice you to buy the upgraded package? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> if it's going to be Carly, you know that Tommy's going to be there. You know all the ener- the core energy people are going to be there. Uh, you know, Carly's a very well connected person, uh, so you know there's going to be A listers and Bs, and you know probably some D or E E listers there as well. But yeah, I, I mean, it is, it's a little, it's a little more expensive this year. I get it. Um, you know, Vegas probably is still trying to recover from, you know, from missing some time over the pandemic and stuff like that. Or, you know, tr- you know, flights aren't super cheap either. So I don't know. I mean, maybe you can do it for less than that, but I think, uh, you know, a pool party or, you know, kind of a cabana party for, for Carly's uh, birthday would be kind of kind of put you over the top. <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee you that Tommy's going to be there. He was the head cheerleader for a Carly birthday party. So, yeah, that'll uh that'll be interesting. The cool thing too is nobody'll remember it. So, you know, if you uh if you have any regrets, nobody'll remember a thing. Yep, no regrets. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, uh, we've got a, by the time you hear this, uh, it will probably already happen. Oh, um, but, um, tomorrow on program password, it is going to be Corey and meat sauce paired up again. Um, apparently Corey wasn't aware that sauce was going to be his partner when he agreed to play program password. Um, so <laughs> kind of funny there, but, uh, yeah. So it's Corey and sauce versus common and Rosie, uh, Dave straight up who you got. Oh, I'm going to let you pick first. Boy, it's a, I mean, talk about setting a tough line. Um, I think there's probably, you know, Rosie gets accused of cheating in program password as well. Um, based on the accusations that flew this week, uh, I'm guessing Rosie's going to play it as straight up as humanly possible. Um, boy, I, that's, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Corey and, uh, Corey and Sauce just because I think Sauce feels like he owes it to Corey to really perform mm-hmm. well. I think Sauce will try super mm-hmm. hard. And, uh, yeah. And Common and Rosie aren't exactly world beaters. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Corey and Sauce. Well, I, just for the sake of, you know, having action on it, I will take Common and Rosie for a Seventh Avenue pizza or whatever you want. Sounds um, good. Just because it, you know, it builds a little more drama for it. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think sauce really will turn up the effort level, um, which we know can be very variable with the effort there in, in some of the games. But, um, I think he's going to turn it on. I think he owes it to Corey. You're totally right. And, um, I think those two click. Maybe, maybe it's a good list though. Like that, that's, it's just like initials. Like, and there can be a couple words in there that clicks for one team better than another, but it's, you know, it's random. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I, of course, uh, it, it is sauce and there's always a danger of betting on sauce because he could very well check out after question number two if they're losing. So <laughs> of course <laughs> there's always a risk. And last but not least, we alluded to it, of course, 
uh, the, uh, the accusations against Rosie cheating in, in the box. Um, I, I'm just going to ask you, uh, no, no, um, you know, half-ass answers here either. You got to either go yes or no on this one. Did Rosie cheat in, in the box? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, he did. He, uh, I, I think he has cheated in other things in the past as well. Mm -hmm. He has a history of it. Uh, I don't want to make that big of a deal about it, but (laughs) gun to my head. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I'm still all over the place on to be perfectly, to be a hundred percent honest. What I really, I really thought the whole thing was a bit like the whole thing because they, they never bet more than $50 on in the box and they bet a hundred on it, which immediately brings a little more attention. You know, it's more grease and brings a little more attention to it. And then they, you know, Corey had this, Corey and Chris had, they had all the audio clips ready to go the next day. They, they really, and so I, my gut instinct right (laughs) off the bat was that this is something Rosie was in on and they were going to try to create a controversy just so they could have this gigantic confrontation with Rosie mm-hmm. when he came in at seven 30 and mm-hmm. it was going to turn into like, you know, some crazy like screaming and, you know, huge blow up with Rosie, but it, that never really materialized. So I kind of dropped that thought afterwards. And that, and so then I was back to, okay, if the whole thing wasn't like a, a bit, you know, and, um, and Rosie, you know, either played it, played it straight up or he cheated. I, I'm still like a couple days later, I'm still like kind of wishy-washy because I'm like, I also think, you know, that Rosie would have tried to get more than six, right. You know, I, I think he would have tried for about eight. Cause you obviously don't get them all right. If you cheat right. and all the answers. So, you know, maybe, maybe you just go for six. And then I saw on Twitter today, one of our loyal listeners, Scott, um, he posted a theory that has me even more intrigued now. Scott's theory is that Rosie and Marnie were working together. They had agreed on a number beforehand. So Marnie had, they, you know, Rosie knew that Marnie would say six and Marnie told him that she was going to say six. And then, so that's why Rosie missed a few of them intentionally. Um, and cause he got most of them right, right off the bat. Like he got, you know, like, I think he got like five of the first six or something. So that kind of put him in the comfort zone of like, okay, you know, all I need is one more and then I can just miss the other ones. Cause he missed things like uh, Unbreakable, a movie that he knew exactly who he went with and where he saw the movie and he couldn't come up with the name of the movie. I mean, because right. he knew potentially that that was going to be too many correct answers. So. I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm all over the board on that, but I, a very fascinating theory from, uh, from Lister Scott. Um, uh, I, I, I think, I think it's the best theory so far is that Rosie and Marnie can, because Marnie's the one that wanted to double the pot too. And she agreed to cover Max because, you know, normally hockey covers, uh, Max if he loses. Um, but Marnie immediately agreed to cover core, uh, to cover Max as well too, which was interesting. So there's kind of, you know, that side of it too. So I, I don't know. I just, it, the whole uh, thing, the whole thing is very suspicious. I feel like somebody knew something at some point. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn and, and I'm the one that made you say yes or no. I, I'm going to say there was cheating that took place just based on all of that. I think something was a little bit fishy and something was up. So 
I don't know. I I hate to point fingers, but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with yes as well. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think that would have been kind of out of character for Marnie. Um, I I think if it really was collusion with Marnie, and they maybe left a trail that maybe it was a bit. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was very interesting. It will, uh, it will continue to be, <laughs> continue to be suspicious. Plus, it would be, it, you know, it, it would kind of be funny if, uh, if Marnie was a little bit rebellious and decided to, uh, decide to do that. So he is from North Dakota. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, that will do it for the questions. The only thing we've got left to do is our locks of the week. Um, in our typical fashion, this, it's been the same pattern for like four years. Uh, yeah. you get off to the fast start. I absolutely suck the first half of the year and then something flips and I managed to either catch you or even pass you by the end of the year. That's what happened last year when I hit my 10 in a row at the end of the year. Um, and I'm, I hit last week. Uh, so I'm on the tee this week. Uh, overall record, you're still well ahead of me. Um, I, I gave myself a nice deficit to work back from this year. You're five and two on the year. I'm three and four. So as a show, we're eight and six. Uh, I go first this week. I'm going right back to the well. I'm going back to the one thing that has consistently made me money this year. And again, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, what is everybody thinking with this line? The Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs over under is 44. The Broncos have hit the under in every game this year, but one 44 points. I mean, even the Broncos have a great defense. The games at Arrowhead, it's a, or I'm sorry, it's in Denver. It's a division game. This is going to be a tough game all the way around to put up a ton of points for the Chiefs. And the the Broncos can't score. They just can't score. I don't see. I mean, I, I don't see the Chiefs getting to to thirty in this game. I think you know your upper limit on the Chiefs in this game is twenty seven. So if the Chiefs hit twenty seven, the Broncos would have to get to seventeen to hit the you know act seventeen would be a push. They'd have to get to eighteen to hit the over on that. I'm not seeing it at all. I think this. I'm I'm I know it's the Chiefs. I get that. But the Broncos are a great defense. That's why these uh, these unders have been hitting. It's just that Russell Wilson sucks. That's why they're a bad team. It has nothing to do with their defense. Um, I'm all over. I've already hammered the uh, under on 44. Yeah, Chuck, I have it for $100 already. It is my lock of the week as well. Um, awesome. It goes, yes. my, goes back to my theory of uh, – so it, it's kind of tailing off of you of you a little bit. But uh, my theory of the the big spreads uh, to go if it's nine points or if someone's favored by nine points or more in the game to take the under and statistically it's still over sixty five percent this year so uh, it's a theory that I'm subscribing to uh, still and uh, double lock I love double that. lock of the week that means you speed to Iowa to place this bet. Um, I'll speed to, well, actually I've already placed the bet, so I don't even need to speed to Kansas to go place this <laughs> bet. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, double lock of the week. Uh, I, I feel really good about it. Uh, Although, and- can we talk about the Vikings being, uh, two point underdogs on the road in Detroit? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, how are we not favored in that game? We're 10 and two. We're a team that's ascending and Detroit. Why should they care? You know, their season's over. Well, their season's not over because this would be six wins. I mean, they, they, they're, they could get to a wild card and they've been, they've been playing really good football lately. 
you know, you got to remember when the books are set in the lines is they want to get the line as accurate as possible. And for the line to move that much, that tells me that a lot of sharp money came yeah. in on the Lions early. What's interesting now is that a lot of sharp money has come in late on the Vikings, and that line is actually choked back down to about one and a half. And my guess is it's probably going to go off at a pick em. But what you have to remember is when they're setting the lines, they do not look at records at all. The no, sport, no, they, the they don't. It's where the money is. There's an, on Tuesday right. when I was looking at it with, with a friend, um, 90, 91% of the money uh, was on Detroit on two by you know from Monday and Tuesday. That's that's insane to me. Yeah, and they and honestly, even if a lot of money's on one team, what they care about is the sharps uh, or who who they identify as the sharps, which right. is why you'll see you know in some interesting line movements at times because there can be times where you'll have seventy percent of the money on one team and the line will actually move that way because just because a couple of sharps come in on the other side. So right. uh, there's a lot to it, but you got to remember when they're, when they set that opening initial line, they have no idea how the money's going to flow. I mean, they have, they have an idea, but they're, you know, they're, they're putting that initial line out there with $0, um, you know, on the, on the line at that point. And what they're looking at is they're looking at a ton of analytics and you have to remember the Vikings are an absolute horrible team analytically. When you look at the the metrics that they like yeah. to look at yeah. for the Las Vegas sports books, the Vikings mm-hmm. are ridiculous. They are 30th in average yards per play difference. So meaning that their opponents are gaining more yards per play than the Vikings by quite a bit. There's only two teams worse in the league at that. And that's, uh, that's a pretty big deal because, you know, you figure over a large sample size, that's going to catch up with you eventually. Um, another analytic that they're really bad at is scoring differential. And we've heard that a lot this week, but they're like by far the worst scoring differential team of any team that was ever 10 and two. So those are kind of some of the analytics they look at. The one thing, um, cause I've, I've seen a couple of the, uh, sort of some of the numbers that go into the analytics for the sports books and how they, I mean, it's, you know, high tech nerd stuff, but, um, and how they set the lines. The one thing I think that would absolutely shock everybody is that if it were being played today or Sunday, the Vikings would be underdogs at Lambeau to the Packers. So just keep wow. that in mind too. Uh, Cause analytically they just, they, they don't stack up and, and Vegas doesn't really care that the Vikings have, you know, lucked their way into a whole bunch of these wins. Um, they're, they're looking at those, those numbers. And, and that's honestly what a lot of the sharps are looking at too. So. I'm not all surprised the Lions are favored. Uh, it was funny because, uh, you know, Charge had that whole thing where I think the Lions are going to be favored. And I was like, well, the opening line is definitely going to be for the Vikings because the Vikings are slightly better analytically than the uh, the Lions. It was just it flipped right away because so much money came in on the Lions right away. So. Right. So anyway, don't be offended either if you're a fan. My God, the drama I've seen on Twitter this week. Uh, people are just, it doesn't matter. The, the, the Vikings really don't care whether they're underdogs or favorites. They're going to go out and approach the game the same way. So they're either going to win or lose in Detroit. Um, whether they're favorites or not has absolutely zero bearing on the outcome of the game. Those guys don't give a shit about that. No, not at all. So, uh, so it is kind of, it's, it's funny for us to talk about. It's funny for us to think about. Um, uh, you know, I personally will probably, if I can get the Vikings at two, two and a half, I will probably take the Viking side of it. But honestly, if it was the Vikings minus two and a half, I would probably lean towards Lions. I think it is very much a pick'em game. I, 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 I honestly think pick'em is the right line. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hitting, I, I already hit it earlier in the week at plus two and a half. Um, 
I was hoping it would get to three and then <laughs> kind of go all in. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the Vikings win this game by three to seven points, you know, 75% of the time. So I think that's a strong play in my opinion. Well, hopefully they do because that would clinch the division. That would be pretty sweet to do early. So, oh, yeah. All right. Well, yes. Go bet. Go bet on the Army Navy under. We absolutely agree on that. And go bet on the Broncos Chiefs under. Uh, Make yourself some money this weekend. In the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? Uh, You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now.